Hey, and welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, the only feminist scrapbooking show on the planet, where we discuss the amazing ways that people are documenting their lives today. I'm your host, Kristen Tweedale, aka Are You Kristen Feminist Scrapbooker. This is the season of Habit, brought to you by the Awesome Ladies Project community. Download our free app at theawesomeladiesproject.com slash app. Hey, and welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast. Today, I have Amber, Caitlin, Kirsten, and Shuen with me for our second December daily roundtable. And we're going to talk today about process. I am super excited for this conversation. It's going to be fun, and we're going to learn lots about what to do and hopefully what not to do or what hasn't worked in the past. So Amber, I'd love to know a little bit more about you and what December Daily has looked like for you. Hi guys, I'm Amber Dawson. I live in Pennsylvania with my boyfriend and his three kids and our two awesome cats. I've been doing December Daily since 2008, actually, um, off and on for those first couple of years and then steadily since like 2012. So I have like at least 11 years worth of albums Um, It's changed over the years for me where I only did in pockets, then out of the pockets. And now I've just, it's become one of my favorite projects of the year. Um, This year I'll be doing a 10 by eight album for the second time. I did it for the first time last year. Uh, I fill two albums because I go to the 31st every year, mainly so that I have room to fit in all the inspiration that I get from the community and from Allie and friends. And um I do not make foundation pages in advance. So we'll talk more about that as part of my process, but that's my biggest thing. I love to use the product. I'm a product maximalist and uh, I do it all after the fact. I don't really do much in advance. So we'll talk about more about that later. Oh, I'm excited. Caitlin, tell us more about you. Uh, My name is Caitlin Fritch. I am a modern quilt pattern designer. So scrapbooking is my hobby, but kind of like takes takes the, the time that I'd like to chill at night. Um, I've done December daily since 2018. Um, I am a six by eight all the way album person. I love the six by eight size. It is the perfect size for our shelves. It feels so comfortable, makes me really happy. Um, I also don't do foundation pages, but that might be why I also am working on 2019. (laughs) So, um, it's, uh, it's sort of a do it, do it as you get to it kind of situation for me. So, Awesome. I'm so excited. There's so many different ways to tackle this project. And I have, I have so many December dailies that are fully completed and then some that are semi-completed and then some that are last year's, I only have like two pages done. And sometimes there are really good reasons. And sometimes there, you look back and you're like, but why? And sometimes that's for the totally completed ones and the not completed ones. So I, I'm so I'm super excited about this conversation. I think it's going to, it's just going to be awesome. Uh, Kirsten, how about you? Hi, I'm Kirsten uh, Heal. I'm in North Vancouver, BC. Um, I am probably year 11 or 12. I should probably go back and count. Uh, I'm doing six by eight this year. I did 10 by eight last year, um, but I've got a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm not stuck on any size. I kind of do it all. Um, my one little word is a different size this year. I've done three by eight. I, I just like to play with it. Um, definitely the win for me is doing pages in advance uh, because I have a very busy uh, December. I work in the ski industry. And so it's kind of 
all things go. Um, and so I want to try to focus on capturing the moments while I have them and then the crafting, uh, it just sets up best for me if, if a chunk of it is done. That being said, I still really like to do pages in the month too, because I, I love to scrapbook and that's sort of my, my downtime too. So it's a, a bit of a combination for sure. Absolutely. Shuwen, how about you? Hi, I'm Shuwen and I am from Alberta, Canada. And I am, this is my third year doing December Daily, so I'm definitely the newbie among all of you. <laughs> um, the first year I did a life crafted album that's like five by eight ish. And it took me three albums to fit them all in. Um, I do go until December 31st. And so last year I tried 10 by eight thinking that, oh, this is double the size. I probably won't need three albums. Completely wrong. Still went with three <laughs> albums. Um, so this year I'm doing six by eight and we'll see. I will try not to end up with four albums. I've only purchased three, so. I'm um, super excited. That's going to be yeah. awesome. I'm also not much of a foundation page person. I really like um, interactive elements on my pages. And I find those, like I find for myself, I'm inspired by the things that happen each day and the types of photos I take sometimes dictate the type of interactive element that I'm making. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of hard to plan it in advance for me personally. Yeah, I totally feel that. I can totally see how, especially with the pages that you create and the type of interactivity that you do specifically, can trying to create that in advance could be very stifling. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so one of the first things that I want to dive into and get our conversation going is what has the process that we've created for ourselves with this project you've already uh, you've already mentioned it a little bit with this project it's such a big undertaking some of us create foundation pages some of us create lots of foundation pages some of us don't create any foundation pages some of us do the whole album and finish it up by december 25th some of us finish up the project while we're gearing up for the next year's supplies some of us still have projects that need to be finished and so I'd love to hear the different ways that we have learned what works in our process year in and year out. And then I'd also like to know, what do we anticipate our process looking like uh, this year? I'm going to start with Amber because she's up in the left-hand corner for me. So Amber, what, what are the aspects of your process that has worked out most well for you over the years? And what do you think your process is going to look like this year? For me, one of the things that helps, uh, we like to put our tree up a little bit early. And so for me, decorating the tree is usually one of my day one or day two stories and has been for years. So sometimes having that project to work on before December 1st even rolls around and getting the product out and playing with it and having it be like a real layout works for me, gets the juices flowing, gets you working with the product. Um, and I don't feel like I'm waiting until the first, the pressure's off a little bit, if that makes any sense. I'm not making a foundation page. I'm making a real layout with real photos that I've taken sometimes two weeks early, sometimes a week early, just kind of depends on where Thanksgiving falls or how early I feel like decorating. I don't always do that, but it's kind of, uh, nice to get your 
your hands dirty. You know, I like to work on title pages. Sometimes I'll work on my reason why, get that day one done. And then that's pretty much it. After that, I keep like a calendar of sorts where I will jot down things that I know are coming. Like we have tickets to pentatonics. I know the date that that will be a story. I might not tell it on the 20th. I might not tell it till the 21st. I'm not sure. Um, I know when my boyfriend's birthday is going to be celebrated. Um, So I will fill in things that I know are coming. Any events that we have, which are few and far between. I keep a running list to the side of things that are stories that I will tell every year, probably out of 31 days, 10 or 11 are stories that get recycled every year in different ways. I actually, before this podcast, I sat down and wrote down uh, 11 things that I tell at least every year. And there's a few that have expired. Like my kids are teenagers now. They don't really like doing gingerbread houses anymore. That's a story that's kind of worked its way out of my stories year to year. You know, the first few years, that was something we did. Now we just don't really do that anymore. Or last year, I don't think it snowed the entire month of December. So I'm not going to tell a snow story if it didn't snow in December. So that's, you know, something that I'll have to the side as a possible topic that I might scrapbook, but just uh, keep a list of stories. And then that works for me. And then I just take it day by day, take the photos, keep a little bit of uh, notes and journaling. And then for me, my, you know, kids are older. I have time to scrapbook every day if I want based on my work schedule. So I just work on it when I have time and have fun doing it. I'm kind of the same as Amber. Like I'll start in November kind of planning loosely, I think. Um, even though I don't do foundation pages. So I'll start thinking about what stories I want to tell. Like Amber, I have a calendar that I use to keep track of what events fall on which days. And usually I will document them on the days they happen. Um, And I'll have a list of kind of filler stories that I keep from year to year, like advent calendars or like what I'm listening to or watching or making that I just throw in during the month if I don't have anything on a particular day. And I'll kind of work on a day-to-day basis um, whenever I have time. And it's not like, like I'm never really completely caught up, I think. Like I'll never be working on like day 12 on day 13 like Ali does. I tend to fall quite behind after like the first couple of days. And for me, that doesn't really matter as much. Um, I, I do try to get all of my days done by the end of January. Um, but yeah, um, this year I'm planning on doing kind of the same thing. Last year, I started doing a December in numbers page to kind of recap my month at the end of all of my albums Um, and so I started thinking about the props for those quite early on and I've decided on most of my props for this year already. Um, I do want to keep track of the same types of things every year um, for some things so that's definitely something I'm looking forward to as well this year. I think for for me I I'm a bit more shoot from the hip and wing it kind of thing. <laughs> I think just my life seems to go best, best laid plans. Like there's definitely, I love the repeat concept. I would definitely do that. I mean, we hit the the trees. We often end up 
putting the tree lights or the, sorry, the outside lights up as soon as we get a dry weather anytime from now on. Um, and we used to call it the annual light fight. It really depends how well the, that goes each year and on whether it's a fight or whether it's just a matrimonial greaseness. <laughs> but we, uh, uh, it's often one of the first stories. Um, I find it a little bit hard to like have that magic on December 1st, like something has to happen. So um, often it is a story that's either happened or a story of anticipation. Um, you know, I have older kids too. So it's interesting, like the, we haven't baked for a number of years, but we're, we're planning on baking again this year. So I think, you know, the stories sometimes recycle after a little bit, after the time is given back up, and I'm looking forward to doing that. Um, and I always kind of have a story from the past uh, that I have sort of tucked away for a day that didn't happen. Like if there's nothing happened, I'll I'll tell a story of my Christmas past or, you know, that's maybe when I'll talk about a movie or a TV show because it doesn't really matter when those days actually fall. Um, and I try to keep it date specific, but I, I can guarantee you that not all 25 days are specifically happen on those days yeah totally and I feel like I'm kind of in the like reverse so you guys feel like stories are dropping off and fading and now that my son's getting older we're picking up more and more stories I mean his first Christmas he was a month old he didn't really do much um we have a picture of him like surrounded by gifts but like you know he was a potato a very cute potato but a potato <laughs> you know he he slept most of the time but as he gets older we get to do more things he's excited about the Christmas tree he's he's already his birthday's in November so he's already asking about presents again like he like wants to open presents so he's really excited for that and asking about the tree and that kind of thing so as he gets older we're able to add more and more kind of magic stories into the into the mix and some of those like you know, the songs we're listening to and the movies we're watching, they're kind of dropping off. He's not a big TV kid. Last year, we managed to get him to watch the Polar Express once. And like, that was the only thing he was interested in was the Polar Express. So, you know, the things that were, you know, my childhood videos, we haven't really watched that much because, you know, we're off doing other things. Um, I keep uh, a sort of running list on my phone because it's always with me. I can you know, link to photos that I want to use or write down the, you know, the information of a website or whatever that I want to refer back to. And it's sort of always there. We're in the Google ecosystem. So it's on the computer and it's on my phone and I can sort of get it from wherever, um, which I find really helps when I'm going back since I don't, I'm less concerned about getting behind. There's so much going on in our life that like, I feel like we, in a lot of ways, we look at like, oh, we're behind, but you can't scrapbook something until it happens. And it's hard to, to journal sometimes. We had a, I had a hard Christmas last year. It was probably the hardest Christmas I've had. And I couldn't sit down and journal it right away. Even if I'd been up to date on the, on the, the other projects, I wouldn't have sat down to journal it right away. But now that I've got some perspective with it, I'm able to sit down and, you know, look at what happened and, and what was going on and, and make some good insight into it. And, and again, you can't, you can't journal about something until you've really had the time to, to, to think about how, how it's affected you and what's gone on. And so I, I feel like letting things sort of simmer a little has really done a lot of good things for, for the depth of my journaling and, and how much I've been able to put into it and really get out of the whole project. And I love that. I think that's really important. And I think that having all of the different perspectives gives whatever it is that you are able to do value. However it is that you are able to do the project, however it is that you want to do the project, that is valuable. However, 
whatever your capability in the season, in the year, that's awesome. Even if your last year was perfect and you made the best album and every day you had the magical hour that gave you the time to create the best page and you finished it all and it was great. That's not going to be every year. Like life doesn't work that way. And so to be able to give yourself that grace of like, you know, last year wasn't the best year. Last Christmas was not, you know, all glitter and insert other crafting supply here, (laughs) Uh, you know, patterned paper, you know, it it just had all the bad parts of glitter, just the parts that stick to you and don't ever come off. Mm -hmm. Not the sparkly bits. I think that sometimes we get lost in the fact that we're supposed to have this perfect project and we completely forget that really it's, it's a bunch of moments that are being put into a book. And if we can remember that the focus is on the project or sorry, on the, on the moments. um, And that's when we translate it into the book. I know that there's, there's, we were talking earlier about how much amazing design and how many, you know, there's so many great ideas and what should you do and what, you know, can you do them all, but really, and this is what I keep trying to go back to. And that's probably why I put a little less planning on, on it is that it's going to happen. You know, the moment might be magical and by a tree. And when your child tells you, you know, their story, or it might be a magical moment where it's something completely unexpected uh, and that you couldn't have planned for it. And it's, it's one of the best things that happens, you know, and that's, that's what you want to capture is the moment, not so much, you know, making sure you use the supplies. Right. And that those collection of moments throughout the month of December is going to make the project awesome. Yeah. 100%. It doesn't matter, right. How many crafty hours you put in or how many crafty dollars worth of supplies that you have. What's going to be cool is that all your little bits of stories are in here. Yeah. That's my favorite is looking at it like the year or two after and looking at all the memories put together because there's going to be crap days in the middle of December. It's it's just how it is. Um, but having them as a collective whole book, it's amazing. Well, and to think about some of my favorite memories, the moments that I really like go back to and look at over and over again, they're not the like big, exciting ones. Like one that immediately comes to mind is um, my son was born with cleft palate and he had had palate surgery in September. And one day in December, he picked up my water bottle and he sucked through the straw. And like, that doesn't seem like a big thing to anybody, but to us, it was a really big thing. It was a big step for him. And like, it's not a, a, a very intense layout it's it's a picture and and some very heartfelt journaling that I definitely cried when I wrote but like all of it is a very like strong memory and just like opening that page and seeing that picture like immediately brings me back to that moment and it doesn't need to be I mean sparkly is nice and you know like Shu Wen always makes a gorgeous book and her moments are no more or less important than my moments but my moments don't get in the book unless I make it easy to get them in the book So um, like this year, Kristen convinced me that I could do Week in the Life in one of my busiest business weeks yet. Um, She said, just use the templates. If If you've got something that you can plug and play and go and just drop the pictures in and write a quick journal block, like that captures the moment. 
And so this year, definitely, I'm, I'm planning to use a lot more of those digital templates to get the photos in the book. And, and I've like printed out all of my little, you know, sheets with what they look like. So I can go, okay, today I'm using this template. These are my pictures. It won't get done in December. I know it won't get done in December. It's just not how my life goes. But I know I can flip back to those notes in my phone and put it into the template and it'll be done. And even looking back at my old albums, the template, the, the pages that are done are all template pages. They're pages that I have done digitally on the computer. So I need to like go back and, and do the things that I know work for me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do the things that work for you. And I think that that is like, if you could put like a sign up in your studio, like during December daily, <laughs> do what works for you. Cause I was thinking about that, like all day Saturday during prep day. And I was like, how can I make it so that I'm doing things that work for me? Cause I'm not a huge foundations pages person because like, like Shuen was saying, I find that the inspiration that I get for a lot of stories tends to come with the pictures that I'm taking or something that happens during the day. And then I feel like I'm forcing that into a, a foundation page they've already created. So one thing I did a couple of years ago, I had that same thing because, and even some of the foundation pages, you know, like when they're, when they're finished by the design team, they have images and stuff in them and on them. And I, I don't want to use old images. I want to use new images. So what I did um, a couple of years back and I've done for the last couple is while I go through that and the same with the, the, the um, class, I write down ideas that I love that I know I want to do but I'll go back to them. So I I'll say like, Oh, this one with the chipboard. Um, I know that that's something I really loved, but I don't want to prep it or I can't prep it or it wouldn't work with, without my photos. I just write myself a list of them and that way it really helps so that when I am in December and it is busy and I just want to come in there and get her done, I already kind of have the idea. Um, and I can just sort of pull it all together. And that way it will work with the, the day and the image that I have, because I have, you know, 10 or 15 ideas just sitting there ready to go. So I didn't make it in the moment. I didn't make it as a prep page, but I did, I did love the idea and I made mention of it so that I could go back and do it. I think that's one of my favorite. Go ahead. ahead, No, you're good. Uh, One of my favorite things to do, um, what we've been jokingly calling, or someone told Allie that they do foundation light. um, It's just sometimes just throw things in the pocket. Like you were saying, um, you don't have to actually make the page, just take the chipboard circles and throw them in the pocket with a sketch saying, this is what I want to do with this as a reminder. Um, I find that's harder to do when you're doing 10 by eight, um, or even sometimes six by eight, because you don't want to punch holes in the paper, or I guess I should say, let me restart that. If you're working outside of the page protector in general, it's hard to plan that stuff because you don't want to punch holes in those papers. But if you just throw them in a page protector, (laughs) you can kind of gather those supplies and make yourself a uh, sketch and a plan. But I do the same thing. Like I actually, right next to me, have my little notepad with sketch ideas. Like one of them is Allie's stocking idea that she shared in the product or the prep party. I thought that was the cutest thing in the world. I can't wait to do it. I've done that one too. I don't know which pattern papers I want to use because 
I'm a perfectionist. I don't know which layout it's going to go next to and which pattern colors I want yet. So it's like, I want to do it. I will do it. I just don't know what colors yet, you know, kind of thing. So I will wait and then I will make it when I'm ready. So I think uh, that the putting the pieces in the page protector in the album is like one of those like secret tips that I didn't get until somebody mentioned it. And then it seemed like, well, why haven't I like, this is so simple. Why haven't I been doing this? Cause I'd go back to do a page that I knew I had an idea for and be like, I'm sure there was that like perfect chipboard star for this and like dig through all my chipboard stars and couldn't find it. And it turned out it was in like a word phrase star bucket instead. And I do the whole page and then find the other one when I was going to do the next page. So that sticking stuff in a page protector it when you have an idea is a really, a really good tip. And I'm going to add, get post-it notes and like mm-hmm. invest in like larger sized post-it notes for this and let them have lines on it because just jotting down like whatever is helpful to you in some type of whether it's a phrase there are things that are coming out in the tags scrapbook kit that i know that i want to use in december daily but they're not here yet Mm -hmm. so like i know and i don't even remember what it was and i'm like i need to write this out on a post-it note and then So if you're like going through your book and it's like, oh, okay, well, I know that on this story or this date, wherever it is that you're writing notes, if you know something's coming up in like the tag scrapbook kit or one of the story kits, or, you know, you're getting it from somewhere else and it's on like whatever UPS truck or, you know, coming over from overseas, wherever it is, and you need it, be like, this is coming. I ordered it on X date, it's coming. And that way you don't have to like go in your email and don't waste all the time. Just keep all the information and shorthand be like, these are the inks, like go and check out Shuen's ink pairings and write them all down. Keep that posted on the, you know, the inside front cover of your album or with your stuff, or just take out the inks. Like right now, several of my inks are with my December daily stuff so that I don't have to keep pulling out the ones that are the right colors or, you know, keep color matching. And I did the same thing with cardstock colors, just finding those little things that are going to make this easier. The one thing she went said earlier that I wrote down was even though, even though she went, even though you're not doing foundation pages, you're still doing a whole bunch of prep, which Amber said too. And I think that that's a really key point. There's this huge movement of we prep by making foundation pages. Like there's this prep days all about, you know, foundation pages or other little ways to make, to get started on your album. But there's so many ways that you can prep for this project to make it easier for yourself in December without making foundation pages at all. Yeah, I think just the idea of being intentional with what you're looking to capture And part of that potentially has to do with your reason why, like, why are you doing this album? Um, And what are your intentions going into the project? What it could be, what supplies are you most looking forward to? Or it could be what types of photos are you looking to capture? Or it could be story-based, like what types of stories are you wanting to tell in December? And so having an idea of some of that, I think, 
even though you're not physically putting a foundation page together, I feel like that definitely helps set you up for success um, in getting things captured during the month. I also have all of my supplies organized as well, just in terms of like the physical aspect. Um, and I think everyone has their different ways of organizing things. My organizational system kind of has more to do with like the textures of embellishments. So I have a different category in my organizational box for like each category of texture. So like I'll have my metal embellishment separated from acrylic, separated from my stickers. Because when I'm going to create my pages, I know that like there will be certain pages that I'll want to use stickers versus like a large acrylic piece or vice versa. I actually organize the same way by uh, product type. I love that. I also especially love the idea of organizing by texture, the idea of feel really I hadn't thought of it like that but that's totally it makes sense because yeah. there are certain ones that I'm okay with mixing and matching and other ones that's like no they can't they right can't get together yeah and exactly. I think also texture also is like indicative of like thickness is part of texture too right mm -hmm. um totally I'm definitely yeah. a like rip down my chipboard so it's super thin and I'm more likely to pick up something that's a thinner chipboard than like something that's big and and clunky or chunky um so definitely the you know I loved those pleather circles a couple of years back they were like gorgeous and beautiful but they were definitely chunky so I had to specifically think of I used one of them as like a pull tab so I knew that it was going to be inset kind of behind a piece of thicker paper and things like that like definitely the the texture the thickness of a, of a material and knowing what you're going to use together is really helpful and especially for me because most of my pages tend to be more chunky I need to really think about like what thicknesses of materials I'm using on each page so like, I'm not going to necessarily have an acrylic piece on every page, but maybe there will be a page where I put like five acrylic embellishments on it because then that's like one thickness versus. Right. You, you can't have one Brad in every single, in the exact same spot on every single page. Otherwise the book just doesn't work like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's. That's so interesting. That's such an interesting idea. And I think thinking about things and the way that we use them and why is a great way to like, you know how sometimes you're just like, oh, I really want to scrapbook tonight, but I'm just like way too tired to like do anything. Just like touching your stuff would be a great way to, you know, work on your project without really working on, I mean, you're, you're going to be putting in the effort. And you're thinking about the project, you're thinking about, you know, well, this is a really thick embellishment, so I can't put too many of these on whatever, or I really like the way this feels, so I want to put this on an outside the page protector page so that I can touch it a lot. And just spending some time literally just touching your supplies and saying, what do I love about this or what do I hate about this? And why am I going to not even put this with my stuff so I don't have to look at it anymore? Which is totally fine too. If you don't like something, it doesn't have to go with the rest of your supplies. 
um, for a long time, I felt like maybe I needed, if, if something came with a kit, I needed to keep it with the kit. And then I would get distracted by it, thinking that there was something wrong with me for not knowing. Every how time you pick it. it up, you're like, I should use this. Everyone loves this. Why yeah. don't I love this? Yeah. Yes. And so if you don't love it, if you don't like it, put it in a drawer or, you know, go on Instagram and be like, is there somebody else who would love this? Because I hear everyone loves this and it's just not my style. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe put it in your box for next year because we all have the box for next year (laughs) and the next year and the next year and the next year. So don't feel like you have to, you know, one of the things that Allie said during prep day, and she kept saying it during prep day, was use the things you love. Mm-hmm. So get those things and use them and then figure the rest of the stuff out. But the reverse of that is also true. Like, don't feel obligated to use stuff because everyone else likes it. Yes. Like, yes. There's definitely that like you see everybody else use something and, and they make such lovely pages with it and you like want to love it. But like, don't, make yourself use something just because it's there right don't and and don't feel like just because something is popular it's right for your book that's what I'm really liking about the the class this month is the fact that you get to see at one product three different ways and there's you know it's just so interesting to see who sees the product as what um, and there's definitely stuff that I like all three of and some that I was like, oh, I don't, that's not me, but I, I love that one. And so it's been really interesting to sort of watch the, the a sort of product evolve that way. And I think it goes with any of the things. I'm always amazed when somebody, you know, takes something and makes it look totally different how I made it look. And I was like, oh my, I never would have thought about that. So, you know, it's, it's just interesting to see how you can morph stuff, but if it's not for you, it's not for you. You don't, you don't have to use it. I think my problem is I have like my favorite products and I kind of want to hoard them all and <laughs> save them for Me that too. perfect page. But then that perfect page doesn't come. And then I end up not using that product. So like right now, as I'm trying to get all of my stuff um, and play around with products and having a really hard time cutting into those foiled papers, because I know that if I cut into them, I won't be able to print them out just like how they are. Like I do have the digitals, but I can't print and with gold foil. I mean, you you can, can, but it just takes so much more effort. So then I'm kind of at the point right now where I am not cutting into any of my foil pages. And I really wish that someone would just like, you know, I would just give myself permission to cut those out. Because they need to be used. I do. I do that too. I hoard the stuff that I want. And so on purpose, the first page I cut was the Santa paper because I was like, if I don't use this now, I'm going to wait all month and I'm not going to use it. So when I was doing my class prep, I cut it into a six by eight and I was like, oh, it was like a permission was granted to do it. And it felt so good because I just did it. I ripped off the bandaid and I was like, oh, okay, it's done now. That is so brave of you. <laughs> I, it's really, it's funny that you say that because I specifically cut into three of the foiled papers to make the stockings. And I don't know where the stock, like for the, for the, the prep day stockings that Allie made with her three stockings pages. I don't know where the stockings are going to go. I don't know if I'm going to make them three across on a foundation page or what, but I knew that if I didn't cut into the papers, 
then I wouldn't right. cut into any of the papers ever because I would know that in my head, every single one of those papers would be the perfect background paper for an imaginary layout yet to be created. And that, mine like, with the 10 true. by eight. Yeah. Mine with the 10 by eight papers is because I'm in a six by eight album, every single one of them is a perfect flip out. Like yeah. it's already a made flip out. I don't have to like mm -hmm. search through my stash of paper and find something that's the right red. And like all of them I know match. And so inevitably there's going to be a story where I want to have a flip out with a six by eight photo and a whole like three by eight piece of journaling. And it's the perfect size for that. And if I cut one of them, that's going to be the page I need to make the flip out to match Santa's suit or, you know, whatever shirt my son's wearing whenever he's getting the Christmas tree or whatever it is. See, last year, there was like a green holly paper that I adored. So I bought the digitals and I, I think I used that paper like four times throughout the album. I used it digitally like three to four times before I used the real thing. And at the end of the uh, album, I was like, I never used the real thing. I can finally use it now because I had one sheet of it and that was all I had. But it's different with the transparency and specialty paper packs you when I'm with you. Yeah, like one vellum, one craft paper, one transparency, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I know Ingen, Ingen, if you're out there listening, she wants like a million pieces of the woodland white on vellum, the woodland creatures. She wants like 30 of them because yes. she's moving to Norway and she wants like a whole pack of them. <laughs> so. Oh my God, they're so gorgeous. <laughs> I yeah, love like, that one too. It's so cute. I know. And she's just like, please just send me 30 of those things. Like, that's all I want. <laughs> that's the only one she wants. Because it's really hard to duplicate. Like, I don't know if anyone else has problems with their white mink. I can never get white mink to work ever. These big 10 by 8 patterned papers. There are so many things that I have been thinking in different ways that I want to craft with them. And while I was hanging out, doing some prep stuff over the weekend, doing prep day, thinking about like, well, I know foundation pages haven't really worked well for me in the past, but what are things that work for me and make this process a little bit easier? And what are some things that would make this fun for me? Not just what is going to make this easier, but what is going to actually bring joy into this again? Like, it's just me and Jeff out here. Well, and Jeff's Jewish, so he doesn't, he didn't grow up with Christmas. So it's just me, like manufacturing Christmas which is not easy. But one of the things that I forgot that I loved about Christmas is just Christmas crafts. And while I was cutting out the little stockings, I was like, oh, you know what? This is one of those things that I could insert into my December daily. You know, I might not have a ton of time for all sorts of Christmas crafts, but I could insert some of my Christmas crafting into December daily in ways that make me happy, like stitching on these stockings with, you know, gold foiled patterned paper and vellum and having that in the album and doing other things like paper piecings and fun ways of playing with the crafts that are easy for me to do um, and might not make a huge disastrous mess, unlike Christmas cookie baking and decorating, um, that I could pull out on like, you know, where I have an hour or two. 
and be like, you know, this is a Christmas story. Me just working on my December daily and being crafty is a story and letting that be true. And that, the idea of that made me very happy. Yeah, for me, I get so much joy out of making those interactive pages that like, yes, it takes me forever to do. Um, and I might not be the most efficient at completing my December daily album, but I, I just love the process of doing that so much. So that's what really drives me to stay creative and keep going with my album um, in the same way that like Caitlin might find the templates really help her to finish her album. Yeah, so I, I think like it's not like I think everyone just has to find their like what keeps them motivated with doing the project and incorporate that into their process and it's probably not going to be the same for everyone as well yeah I totally I, agree go ahead I think that it, we like start to look at it as this like big thing that kind of takes over but like it's your hobby. It's the thing that, that you come home to at the end of the day. And, you know, is, you know, take a load off what's going to like allow you to decompress and, you know, process your day and be ready for tomorrow. And you don't need to make that harder. There's enough hard things that are going to happen every day. So, you know, your album doesn't have to look like anybody else's album. Um, and, 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 you know, do, so I, I, sewing is my business. And prior to it being my business, it was one of my hobbies. And I know that there are specific parts of sewing that I really love to incorporate in my album. I like the texture of fabric. I like the texture of thread. Those are things that I can take with the templates. And, you know, between those two things, I kind of get that balance. And, and, you know, I'll maybe stitch a pattern paper onto something that I printed as a template, but that's what works for me. And to somebody else, the idea of like pulling out their sewing machine or like, you know, threading a needle and, and, you know, doing a cross stitch or whatever is, is, you know, overwhelming and, and, and wouldn't be something that would be at all relaxing to them. So it's definitely finding those parts of the process that, that bring you joy and, and, you know, make it, you know, the hobby part rather than something that like, oh, I have to get this done. It, it brings up a really good point too, because I know again, within the community, I mean, there's thousands of people telling their December, their version of their December stories. And, you know, there's something to be said about it being as simple as taking a photo and writing some words, right? And that can be your December daily. It, it doesn't need to be necessarily complicated. It is our, it is our hobby. It's supposed to be fun. And if it hits that stage where you're just so overwhelmed, then simplify it and take the picture, write the story and move on to the next day. Because again, it's the collection of them all. And if it's easy for you to do it in the moment, then great. If it's, if it's something that you put on pause and you do it later, then, then great, but don't get caught up in the fact that yours has to look like so-and-so's or it's not good enough to, to do this. It's, it's your story. It's your way. I'll just have to say as well that like, even though I enjoy finishing my album every year, like by the end of January, I always get serious FOMO whenever um, there's um, the done by December uh, hashtag because I feel like I'm missing out on <laughs> this big Me community too. initiative. Um, and so I don't know, maybe I'll have to find some um, 
like the the stories of Christmas past. Maybe I'll have to start doing that during done by December because I just I just want to play with all the things all the time. <laughs> well, and I find that the done by December thing is when I have the like most desire to do the project. I through December there's too much going on for me and you know I come around our like whole back half of the year is loaded with stuff and that's a really good time for me to sit back and be able to take out the stuff that I haven't done yet and there's there's still that excitement for the project which is nice yeah absolutely one of the things I want to jump in and mention that when we're talking about like you know, take a picture and jump and like jot down the story, write down a story. That doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be like, you know, 500 words. It can be whatever, however you choose to tell your story. Some people love to write. Like some people are, their journaling is just to be envied. And that's how they tell their stories is through English prose. And it's full sentences. It's in paragraphs awesome that doesn't have to be how you tell your stories somehow word phrase stickers for the win well right like i <laughs> for the for the life of me i cannot journal in my scrapbooks the way i write anywhere else like i can write like part of my actual business is a lot of writing i do a ton of actual writing and if i'm here and i'm supposed to be writing i can crank out you know a thousand words, 2000 words, 3000 words. Like that's my job. When it comes to Kristen, now you have to journal in your scrapbook. It's like, I've somehow forgotten what words are and how they go together. Yeah. I think because I do so much documenting in my regular practice. So I, I work in the hospital as a pharmacist. So a big part of our job is documenting so like when it comes to December daily or any scrapbooking, really, like the last thing that I want to do is write like another paragraph of, you know, like what happened and stuff. So, um, and also with the interactive elements as well, I think my focus really is making the page interactive and fun. And for me, like, I don't think of words and lots of documenting as fun, but that might be completely different for someone else. There's just so many different ways that we can tell stories. Like my favorite way yeah. of journaling, give me, like, I will give you 15 sentences. They're just not all going to go together. <laughs> like, I'll give you 15 sentences on a page. I'm going to give you a mind map. Like when I was in school, my favorite way to learn thing was th learn things was through infographics. Give me a map. Let me show you like any of these types of, different ways to put information into your brain other than you know two more paragraphs of prose i'm like i can give you two paragraphs of prose but it's just not going to be the way that i want to tell a story and it's okay if that's how you want to tell a story if that's how a story gets out of you like please there are so many beautiful stories written with paragraphs of prose that's why we go to the library and read all the books or why i get them all on my kindle from the library but don't feel bad if that's not how you tell stories. There's no wrong way to tell stories or wrong way to take pictures, except with your finger over the lens. Um, <laughs> and you can still use even those. that. Even yeah. that can be a story too. Exactly. Like how you desperately wanted to capture this moment. <laughs> and then an oops. 
Oops. Um, right. So there's no like, oh, I see all these people with beautiful pages and pages of journaling. Yeah, you do. But there's and, also beautiful stories that are told as lists or as, yes. you know, little blurbs or like little stamps. I photo. beautiful stamping pages. And I like hope to one day have half the talent with stamps that you do. But oh, like a lot of practice. The I'm idea of like up. stamping out little bits that all go with the photo, like that is a an aspirational goal for me. And there's plenty of people who do it and it tells a lovely story. It, it doesn't have to be you know, a, a, a written out, you know, novel, right. It's not to tell a heartfelt story. Your 11th grade English teacher is not here. <laughs> um, I promise. Even though I'm sure your 11th grade English teacher is a lovely woman or, or man, I'm sorry. My 11th grade English teacher was a lovely woman. Um, she used to sing the black eyed peas to us all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So whatever, however it works for you is the, the best way to do it. Stories, photos, process, page, all that good stuff. Before we go around and start currently, I'd like to ask everybody, what is their one favorite part of the process? For me, definitely the interactive pages. And also, I think intentionally during the month, creating memories that I can document. I think like to some people, it might seem pretentious of the, of the thought of like, oh, I'm doing this because I want to include it in my December daily. But for me, it's like, it's something that I wouldn't have otherwise thought to do. And it's something that I eventually do really enjoy doing. So I think that's, that's one of the reasons why I continue to do December daily is to, to create those moments for myself and for my loved ones because I don't have kids so there's no like external motivator I think to get me to do these things except for December daily I love that it's a way to create a more intentional December yeah for sure I would agree with that too I think it also not only does it get you to do certain things because I definitely will make sure that certain things are getting done so that I can uh, enjoy them and capture them but it also makes me uh, find the magic in things that wouldn't necessarily be magical, right? It's a Tuesday, but it's a Tuesday in December. So I'm really looking for to see what was unique or different or storytelling about it versus, you know, the same kind of with day in the life and week in the life is it, it gets you to focus, um, on something very specific and, and really, you know, those of us that love December enough to do this project, um, it's really nice to sort of look specifically for that magic. Love that. I think that for me, especially, it's really easy to get caught up in the busy of December. December has like, whether you have kids or not, there's a thousand things going on in December. There's work parties and, you know, your spouse has a work party or whatever you need to do. And it's really easy to get caught up in that like checklist feeling of like, I've got to do this and I've got to do this and I've got to do this. But knowing that each day you're going to take one thought, one moment, whatever, and turn that into a page, it really allows you to look at these small things that you would otherwise overlook as as an important moment in your day and really really be grateful for those those little bits that make your day better I'm always in a great mood in December <laughs> even when it's hard I because I'm always looking for those those little little things that you wouldn't otherwise notice well darn I have to go last <laughs> <laughs> sorry Amber no it's fine I'm 
I was thinking as all of you were speaking exactly the same things, exactly what she said about doing intentional things. Allie has taught us to make our own magic literally by creating intentional memories in December. And like Kirsten had said about looking for the little things and documenting the little moments and the small moments and the big moments and everything in between. But I think one of the things that I really enjoy is I do love telling the same stories year after year. Like I love decorating my tree every year and then stepping back and just like pulling my ornaments out and like, I don't know, like it's one of my favorite things to do. And then like take a million pictures trying to get like the best one and then a good bokeh and then a far away one and a close up, you know, like, like part of that joy for me is like getting good photos and like I would have done it anyway even if I wasn't creating December daily albums because I've always loved taking photos and that's why I naturally got into scrapbooking but um I just the repeated stories of year after year like putting on my favorite movie while I'm decorating the tree in my Christmas pjs like making your own magic like literally I think that's one of my favorite things and then scrapbooking it you know it's, it's fun so all of your answers tied up into one is my answer <laughs> perfect it's really interesting to hear you talk about like you you've always liked taking photos because for me it's the exact opposite there's like no photos from when I was younger my family was never a camera family and it's weird mm -hmm. for them that I like pull out a camera and I'm like oh I'm gonna take a really close-up picture of this one Christmas light because it's the perfect blue to go with this paper and it's sort of rubbed off on them that like oh you know Kate there's there's you know this way the the arch frames the tree or whatever it is and like to see sort of the opposite of the spectrum that like you know you get into it because you love photos. I got into it because there were no photos and it was really important for me for like people to be able to see what Christmas looked like, you know, when I'm no longer here, if that's something they want to look for. So I actually awesome. also used to really dislike taking photos of myself. And so I think scrapbooking in general has really pushed me to take more photos of myself. Um, and, and your Thursday three as well, um, Kristen, have, has really, I don't participate every Thursday, but um, that's definitely gotten me a bit more used to taking photos of myself too, which I really enjoy now. Good. I'm glad. That makes me happy to hear. Mm -hmm. It's always good to get in front of the camera once in a while. I think on the photo thing too, like that's part of... Um, the magic when you look years after is who was there, who you might not have anymore, um, you know, moments of people coming and going in your life. Um, I think that's really important to capture because there's not a ton of childhood photos of me either. Um, and so you know, my kids laugh that there's more of them in a month than there is of me in my entire life. But, you know, I think it's, it's super important to make sure that you're in the photo and that people that may not love their photo taken get them in the pictures because you don't know who's there the next year either and it's it's super important whether it's a candid photo or whether it's a staged photo take all the photos of all the people and you won't regret it absolutely 100 100 all right we're going to dive into currently list which is my weekly journaling snapshot challenge I'm going to ask everybody seven rapid fire questions. We're going to go in Amber, Caitlin, Kristen, and Shu Wen order. 
And if you would like to know more about Currently List or download the free journaling card, you can go to theawesomeladiesproject.com slash currently. All right, Amber, what are you currently watching? So I just finished a massive rewatch of all 18 seasons of Grey's Anatomy and all six seasons of Private Practice. Nice. It took me a while. I literally just finished Private Practice yesterday. I was going to, that's like 400 hours of television. Yes. It's taken me a while. I like actually having like one long running show in the background. Uh huh. I'm scrapbooking Grey's Anatomy is on in the background or something yes. else. It doesn't matter. I, I also rewatched Gilmore Girls this year, nice. you know, things like that. But um, now I need something else like that to watch. And I'm not sure what do I feel lost. <laughs> like I've been watching it for so long. I don't know what I, I, I feel really lost, but that's what I've been watching. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. Oh, we can have a whole conversation about all of my background shows. Um, that's that's <laughs> another time. Uh, Caitlin, what are you currently watching? Uh, we're not big TV people, which is weird because my husband works in the film industry, but um, we, the only thing we regularly watch is Saturday Night Live and we watch it on YouTube after the fact in like three or four skits at a time because that's how much time we have. Um, but I, I'd love to watch more TV. There's so many good things out there, but I just, with no time. One day. <laughs> I'll sit down one day and watch eventually. all of Netflix. Yes. I feel that. Uh, Kirsten, how about you? Um, we're usually like two or three PVR versions of whatever behind on everything. Um, we're still watching Survivor and we've never missed one. Um, on new shows, I'm really liking Daily Alaskan. Um, it's, yeah. it's quite good. Yeah. That's a good one. Good. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good show. So awesome. Very cool. Shuwen, how about you? We just finished watching Drink Masters, which is like, like the baking show, you know, like, um, oh, what's the baking show called again? British baking show? British baking Yeah, show? yeah, yeah. It's like that, except with alcoholic drinks, like cocktails. Oh, that's hilarious. So they spend like 90 minutes, 90 minutes making the- cocktails. And oh, I'm going like to have to watch this. this super looks- entertaining to watch. And crazy. like some of these, um, some of these flavors are like so unique and like the presentation style. Some of them are like, oh, I don't know if I could ever drink that. Um, and I certainly would never wait 90 minutes for a cocktail, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, that seems like excessive, um, but- <laughs> What's it called? It's called, oh, sorry. Drink I Masters? Yeah, Drink, Drink Masters. Masters. Drink Masters. And yeah, it's I- on Netflix, I believe. Okay, I'm gonna have to check that out since Shuin and I have this this shared love of craft beer that we keep missing each other for. So I'm gonna have to check yeah. that out. Yeah, I'm gonna watch um, this. And and there are some Canadians there too. So there? I, I really okay. liked that. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. and I'm also really excited to watch. I haven't watched it yet, but the second Black Panther movie I've heard is really good. I've heard so. very good things from everyone I know who went to go see it. Yeah, that's on my list. Yeah, my in-laws went to go see it like Friday morning because why not? <laughs> better, better than Friday at night. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Amber, what are you currently reading? Um, I have a new Christmas book, brought a visual. Um, if you've never heard of Maggie Knox, it's a writing duo. They had a new a book last year called 
the holiday swap, which was really cute. And they have a new book this year called All I Want for Christmas. And um, it's very, very good. I just started it. But um, if you've ever read Christina Lauren, very similar writing style. So just started it yesterday. I can't remember who just told me about that book. Uh, it, fantastic writer. Like I said, it's a writing duo. It's two women, just like Christina Lauren, but yeah. really, really good writers. It has to so. be somebody in the, in the awesome ladies project book club. They're like, they are, <clears throat> they know what they're talking about. <laughs> um, yeah. I generally read like YA dystopia. So I <laughs> do not, um, but that's me. Caitlin, what are you reading? So we don't do a lot of TV, but I read a lot. I usually have like three books on the go because I can't like, I have like the, I Kindle whenever I'm, you know, with my son and he like wants to play, but like doesn't want me involved. Um, but most recently I picked up Charm by Tracy Wolf. It's a young adult um, dystopian. Very good so far. I'm like one and a bit chapters in. Um, and then I always have a nonfiction on the go and it is Eloquent Rage by Brittany Cooper, which is very very powerful. Love. The Tracy Wolf is a series, right? Yeah, I think it's the fifth in the series. Ooh, I'm gonna look. Huge fan of series, but either way, it's also, it's very good. Brittany Cooper Just, is the best. I'm like, I don't know how I haven't seen this book before, but there there was a whole thing in uh, Quilty Instagram where it was recommended multiple times because look, there's a lot of white ladies <laughs> and they got a lot of, a lot of needs. <laughs> um, she is a uh, faculty at Rutgers. Yes. So yeah, if you can ever get a chance to hear her talk, she, she became faculty at Rutgers like two years after I graduated. So I'm like, I'm still a little salty about that because <laughs> all of my professors are amazing. I had those, some of the most amazing professors in the world, but I swear they went out and bought, got like really we'll just say instagram famous professors as soon as i graduated and i'm jealous so salty about that but uh, yeah, Chris, I'm, I'm like okay. a third of the way through it and it's it's like every time i read it i need to like put it down and like take a moment it's it's really powerful she's amazing i think that, mm -hmm. I think that needs to be my next read she's fantastic i yeah she's just really something i love her she's really great uh kirsten what are you reading uh, I just finished Where the Crawdads Sing, um, and I need something. We're still trying to decide if there's a fast, quick, easy read for our, our uh, group to meet before December, but no, 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 nobody can pick something that's just quick and easy, so. I feel that. I yeah, totally it might be a January meeting. <laughs> and that might be okay. Yeah. There's a lot going on. I had counted on it as a story for December daily. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> you might just, like, you know. Pick a, we may pick just a, meet for wine. It may just be that. <laughs> you could have a total, you know, year yeah. recap of here are all the things that we read and here's our favorites and right. least favorites. The Club Sans book. Exactly. Uh, Chuen, what have you been reading? I have a new book that I've been reading. Sorry, just give me one sec. Okay, I have a new book that I've been reading and this book is kind of special because um, it's called Landed, um, and I brought it with me because it's hard to remember. So it's called Landed Transformative Stories of Canadian Immigrant Women. And oh, it's cool. special because my one of my best friends is published in this. Um, it's an anthology of short stories 
all mm. from Canadian immigrant women around the Alberta area. And I love it because even though I'm not an immigrant, like my parents immigrated here and then I was born, um, a lot of the stories are like they they really hit home for me. So I've been in I've I've really been enjoying reading this. It's been great. I love it. It's very cool. That's really neat. That's really literally really sending that to the book club right now because uh, we we're loving the Canadian author thing. So, Amber, what are you currently listening to? Midnight's by my girl Taylor Swift. I am hoping that I can buy tickets to her concert tomorrow because we got picked to uh, be selected for concert tickets. So nice. pray, pray for me. <laughs> I don't have good timing because I start work at the time the tickets are released, which means I'll be driving and my boyfriend will be on the road working tomorrow, which he has been home all year. So Okay, wait, you're in the Philadelphia area? Mm-hmm. I also got picked for Philadelphia area tickets. Nice. Well, you guys are going to compete against each other. <laughs> Pray for me because I'm trying to buy three tickets tomorrow for the Taylor Swift costume next May. We'll you see. Will. You will both get tickets. We'll see. I believe. <laughs> Everyone's getting tickets. I don't know I about believe. this because whenever I try to do it with my phone, it doesn't work. I but anyway, believe. I'm listening to Midnight's. <laughs> Caitlin, what are you listening to? Also Midnight's. <laughs> like basically on repeat answer. forever. This has been a very popular answer this week. It is. Uh, so I bought 1989 and like really liked 1989. And then I kind of like filtered out on the Taylor Swift stuff. But like this album is. It's good. It's good. <laughs> it's good. I will have to I will have to listen. I have I have still I still have Lizzo on repeat because I can't not. It's just. It's just what's in my head. <laughs> Kirsten how about you what are you currently listening to uh well the Christmas music's kind of cranked on we'll probably be on for a while now um, nice. big fan of all the mixes huge fan of pentatonics because it really just upbeat all the things uh for non-Christmas though uh Megan Trainer just released a new album and it's actually really good oh yeah it's, um Ooh. it's super upbeat uh I was cleaning and vacuuming with it yesterday um <laughs> it's it's a lot more classic her with a lot of layers it's it's good I like it Oh, I'm going to check that out too. She is a, yeah. she's just fun. Yeah. She I love is. her new single. Her new yeah. single is really good. Oh, yeah, I, there's, there's quite a lot of songs on there. There's a couple F bombs dropped on and how she feels about people. I'm like, you're my kind of, you're my kind of girl. <laughs> All right. I'm going to put that on my list of things to listen to also. Uh, she went, how about you? What are you listening to? I'm also in the Christmas music mode. Um, I was picking songs for our small group choir. And so I was listening to a lot of acapella Christmas music. Pentatonics came up a lot, a lot. <laughs> and um, I'm really loving um, Voctive as well. They're also a, an acapella group that's a bit different than Pentatonics, but they have some gorgeous, gorgeous Christmas arrangements. Oh, that's fabulous. If you're looking for... Um uh that type check out little big towns they have have yourself a merry christmas it's a beautiful version it's their only christmas song um but it's it's mainly acapella and it's gorgeous oh i'll have to i'll have to check that out definitely fabulous amber what are you currently making plans for december daily <laughs> i love it caitlin how about you 
That's it. I am catching up on a Halloween quilt that was supposed to be done before Halloween. Um, and I am doing 2019's done by December. It's going to nice. be done. I've decided it has to be. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. Kirsten, how about you? Uh, I am, uh, I still need to do my November one little word prompt and, uh, I have a couple of almost finished layouts and I, my goal is to have them all finished so that December daily is the easy focus for the, for the month. I love that. Shuen, what are you currently making? I just learned how to crochet this weekend. So that's been exciting and new and so He's literally crochet. crocheting right now. <laughs> I was going to say, I see needles. So that's fantastic. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely fabulous. Um, the talent. I don't have the patience to count. When can, math is involved, I'm out. I, yes, I, it, I can do it. But then... I want to do it while doing something else. And then it's just like, oh, am I um to number blah, 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 or blah, blah, blah. And then the answer is I have absolutely no idea. And then it's like, oh, well, all that was for nothing. And that's happened more than three times. So crocheting and knitting are not for me. We're going to stick with cutting paper. Amber, how are you feeling? I have two feelings. One, I have been exhausted for the past two weeks fighting COVID. And then the second one is I'm super excited because my mom is coming to visit tomorrow from Florida. So I get to spend some time with her for the next week, which will be fun. So that'll be good for the holidays. That sounds awesome. And also still tiring. Yes. (laughs) Caitlin, how are you currently feeling? Mostly overwhelmed. Um, Our boiler went out a few weeks ago and we now have people in the house every day putting in forced air heat. And so there's like six strange men in and out of the house and like the dog doesn't like it. And, you know, we have to like organize like when we're leaving, it's, it's a lot. I will be very happy when the heat's in and they have left. Not that that there's anything wrong with them. Just like, it's a lot of people in my space. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Totally get that. Be nice when your space is your space again right and it's not a shared space with and I don't have to like sweep every day when they leave oh my god that's the Mm. worst part the worst part of any time I know feel terribly sorry for me we have two fireplaces but anytime there's any work done at all ever being done in the house outside the house the areas in front of the fireplaces get so filthy because stuff just, you know, comes down the fireplaces. And it's just like, oh, I'll sweep in the morning. I'll sweep in the afternoon. And by t- dinner time, it's just like, no, no one's even in here. There's not even anyone we, on the roof. We have a robot vacuum and I still have to sweep twice a day when they're here. <laughs> That's a lot. It yeah. shouldn't be like yeah. that. No. Uh, Kirsten, how are you feeling? Uh, good. I'm excited. It's about, we're, we're ready to open for skiing any minute here. So that means that my work life ramps up right around the same time, the holidays. So it's kind of go time from now until January. And, uh, I'm looking forward to it. That's awesome. Is it exciting that it's more back to normal-esque now? 
Yeah, um, we actually, being an outdoor product, we're, we've been busy all through COVID, which has been nice in the sense, not regular busy, um, but last year was pretty close and hopefully this year will be even more so as, as we kind of get back to normal here. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's so great. Shuen, how are you currently feeling? Um, I think I'm overwhelmed. It's been, it's been a hard few months. We just launched a new um, computer software system at work. And so everyone is kind of burnt out, I think. And, and I'm, I'm definitely feeling that, but I'm hopeful that once they start learning the system a bit, that it'll be a bit easier. Yeah. New overhauls of systems are never fun. Amber, what are you currently planning? My Thanksgiving dinner. Caitlin, how about you? Most of my planning is work-related planning right now. Um, I've got four quilt patterns that I'm working on to get out for next year. And I've also got a little bit of like an email sort of mini course um, about work in project type things and, and organizing your hobby so it's not so stressful because there's definitely a lot of quilters who are, are they feel that I must be doing all the time and, and have a long list of things to do. So that's sort of my focus right now is getting that. I know there'll be a lot of people in January who, who want to like get control of that. So that's a great idea. I love that. That's fantastic. That's really awesome. Uh, Kirsten, how about you? What are you currently planning? Uh, trying to figure out Christmas gifts for everybody and then timing for what happens when to, um, cause my whole family works in the ski industry. So we got to balance it out somehow. Totally. Yep. Absolutely. Shuen, how about you? What are you currently planning? I just finished a very long drawn out, um, class that I was planning for big picture classes. So right now I'm not really planning anything. I, I, I just, I'm just kind of keeping things clean and on the down low for now, just because I feel burnt out. And if I start planning more things, I think I'm going to feel more burnt out. So just taking it easy for now. That is a great idea. Finally, Amber, what are you currently loving? Colder weather, it's sweater weather. We actually had like 80 degrees last week. So it's nice that it dropped like 40 this week. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? It's like shorts weather. It was insane. So yeah, it's, it's cold. Loving that the holidays are right around the corner. It's my favorite time of the year. So yes, I'm so here for that. It was 78 degrees here in Michigan the other day. We went to go plant mm -hmm. garlic outside and it's supposed to be cold when you plant the garlic. And mm -hmm. I was outside in a t-shirt and sweatpants and I was just sweating. The yep. leaves were under my feet and it was all crunchy. And, and I was just like, this isn't right. None of this is right. It yeah. got so warm last week that our garlic sprouted. <laughs> well, that, that's what we were so worried about because yeah. it had been like, like just hot. Mm -hmm. yeah, and nope. like, no, now it's finally supposed to be cold. It's supposed to snow tomorrow. We'll see. I don't know. Caitlin, what are you currently loving? I am loving seeing my son discover the new things of this time of year. It's really the first year that he's like started to understand what's going on. So watching like the little wheels turn as he's like, okay, there's Christmas trees popping up. And, you know, he's really getting into the like songs from preschool. He's like singing this absolutely adorable song about Thanksgiving dinner that will be embedded in my brain forever because it's so cute. So those little things of him, like, really picking up on seasonality is really cool. 
I love that. <laughs> Huge fan of earworm songs. <laughs> Kirsten, what are you currently loving? Uh, I am loving uh, my teenagers right now, which is interesting. I've, my son is traveling across Canada doing a van trip with a buddy. Uh, totally wrong time of year to do that, but hey, <laughs> they're having a good time. Um, which kind of makes it nice because it's just some more one-on-one time with my daughter who's 17. So, um, you know, it's kind of nice to focus on one and and allow the other one to go do his own adventures. So that's awesome. That's really cool. Shuen, what are you currently loving? I just went to a fiber frolic, which is like a knitting, crocheting, spinning type convention this weekend that's where I picked up the crochet but I loved and this is something that I haven't seen in the scrapbooking community is like the amount of pride in local artisans that was present there so um and the emphasis on diversity as well um and inclusion and indigenous makers and lgbtq uh, makers as well um and I wish that I wish that like scrapbooking I think has a different sort of vibe because there aren't a lot of local designers and local producers of scrapbooked goods scrapbooking mm-hmm. goods and it's just it was a very interesting community to be in and it definitely I definitely spent more money than I thought I would just because everyone was so passionate about the stuff that they were bringing to the table. And I just, I really love that. Yeah, man. Oh, I miss the old days of scrapbooking where we had like local stores and inside local stores, there were local They, you know, I, you can't even, I mean, sure, you can call them manufacturers because if you manufacture goods, you're a manufacturer, but not in the same, like, you, I wouldn't want to compare them to like an American crafts because, you know, it's just an amazing woman in her house sewing little flowers that you would put on your pages. And then we had a gigantic recession and lost all of our local scrapbooking stores. And then American Crafts bought everybody. So that is something that is sorely missed. I agree. Yeah, I guess I wasn't, because I only started scrapbooking in 2020. So I wasn't aware that that was even a thing. back. Oh, in the day. yeah. You used to have your local scrapbooking store. You'd go down, pick out your papers. Yeah, have your little scrapbooking team. And then there used to be so many local scrapbooking stores that you used to be able to get like a local, the the local scrapbooking stores would have like a a get together with all of the local scrapbooking stores. And there'd be like a weekend or a week or a month where you do a local scrapbook store passport. And then all the stores in a state or, you know, uh, for ours, it was south jersey and eastern pennsylvania would there'd be like seven stores and 
you'd get like a 10% or a 15% discount and every store had a special thing that was going on. And if you got your stamp, if you got your passport stamped at all seven stores and you went back to your home store, then you got a special gift bag with all stuff that was from like, you know, people from your home area. Yeah, it used to be cool. That sounds like so much fun. That's how I use that's how I met Allie because she came out to teach a class out in Pennsylvania before. Like she used to travel all over teaching classes yeah. back in the day. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, like yeah, that's how I met um, oh my God. One I of met Donna really... Downey that way. That's met... that's her, yes. I where did you take your Donna Downey class? Quaker Town, Pennsylvania, at a scrapbook store that was there. That might be the same one I did. We were probably there together because you didn't really come to this area that often. I, yeah, I was going to say, I, how long ago was it? Like 12 years ago? Oh, that would be so funny if you guys were there. Yeah, she didn't, I mean, she was from like North Carolina, so she didn't exactly like make her way up to Pennsylvania that often, but anyway. Yes. Anyway, more conversations that Amber and I need to have (laughs) off the podcast. I'll we'll have to Instagram chat later. Um, All right, let's go around one more time so you guys can each tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, Mm -hmm. Instagram, blog, YouTube, wherever is the best place. Amber, why don't you go first? Yep. You can find me on Instagram at adawsona16 and I also have a YouTube channel under Amber Dawson, I will make sure that Kristen has links. Fabulous. Caitlin, how about you? Uh, you can find me at Fritch in Stitches and uh, Fritch is spelled F-R-I-T-S-C-H. Um, so I am at Fritch and Stitches on Instagram or fritchinstitches.com. I love it. Kristen, how about you? You can find me on Instagram at Kirsten H and it's K-I-R-S-T-E-N. So the opposite of yours, Kristen. <laughs> yes. Uh, Shu Wen. So I am at Shoe Puff Creations, C-H-O-U-X, Puff Creations, on both Instagram and YouTube. Yes. Yes. All right. You guys have all been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for an amazing conversation. Everybody listening, thank you so much for listening. And we will be back next week with another amazing December Daily Roundtable. Thanks again for listening and have an amazing week. And if you have any questions, come find us. We are all absolutely willing to answer all your December Daily questions. And also, if you have any other questions, just go over to AllieEdwards.com and uh, look on her blog because she has literal years of resources. (laughs) All right. Have a great week, guys. And we'll talk soon. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.